Welcome to Woo Woo School, the podcast dedicated to following our curiosities and being a student to all things spiritual, vibey, and the occasional male repellent tip. We're your party hosts, Kendall and Angela. So as we dive in, we hope you feel like you're right beside us on the couch, joining the whole conversation. Without further ado, let's get woo-woo! Hi, guys. Welcome back. What's up? I'm so excited to be back here. Me too. Me too. Hope everybody's staying safe and happy and ready to listen to us for the next couple minutes. Yes. So... Okay, we are going again, we're deep diving into the Soulful Woman cards. So we're going to be pulling three cards and kind of explaining what that means in our lives or what that kind of brings up. Again, when we pull them, neither I, Kindle, nor Angela know what cards are coming. So they're just a stack in my hands and we'll pull them and they represent different intuitive elements of our lives. And so... They're just ways to kind of like take a breath. We can all take a breath together and just kind of like sink in, kind of center ourselves. And it's a way for us to reflect on different intuitive elements in our lives and just get more in tune with trusting ourselves. So let's do it. I'm excited. Without further ado. Okay. I'm going to shuffle them. I have like the whole thing. I have like Palo Santo burning. We got a candle. It's late at night. It's like nine. I say that's late for me now, but (laughs) hey, (laughs) I get it. It's late. It's nice and dark. I'm having decaf coffee. So me too. It's cozy hour. I've got my candle. I've got my tea. I'm ready. I know. I feel like we're all like in a little like couch session and I'm really into it. Okay. So our first card is creative cocooning Mm. and it is creative cocooning is a freedom i give myself i create a safe nest for peace healing and calm so i'm going to read like the longer version of it and we can discuss what that kind of brings up in us okay creative cocooning taking quiet time for myself to rest to dream and to reflect on my life is a deep pleasure that i give myself that I allow myself. As I cocoon, I become a safe nest for myself, a nourishing place of inner calm and peace. Slowly and magically, new thoughts and new ideas begin to hatch like tiny eggs of light. I hear things that I have never heard before because the universe is talking to me and I am listening, listening, listening. When I am in my creative cocoon, I remember that my true life is a soul journey. My soul knows nothing of ego agendas, but moves to experience life and all of its wonder and beauty. After cocooning, I feel whole and happy. I feel reconnected to the flow of life and I am restored, regenerated, and inspired. I am ready for my next step. I love that. So cozy. Me too. It's, I know we're like talking about how cozy, cozy feels we have. And it's like, killing <laughs> okay. And just like you're ready for your next step to be a little butterfly. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, and we'll probably go into this with other episodes and stuff, but Angela and I are both going through Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way right now. And 
it has been such a kick in the pants for just kind of that idea of like, it, you know, that whole idea of a nourishing space of inner calm and peace and slowly and magically new thoughts and ideas begin to hatch like tiny little eggs of light. And I feel like that is very much how I've been feeling the last like week or so. I feel like the last couple months in general, I've kind of had a little bit of like a creative block and couldn't quite put my finger on why. And it's so interesting kind of going through the artist's way and like really coming to terms with different things that were blocking me and which are mostly just our own thought, our own fault patterns, our own thought patterns, you know? And I think that so much of my journey lately has been kind of this like slowing down and listening to myself, which feels very counterintuitive. Like when you're trying to get things done, you're like hustle, hustle, hustle. I can't take a break. I can't afford to slow down and like listen to myself. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like right now I'm going on really long walks and that has been like the biggest time for me to reconnect with myself. But I was even telling my husband, I'm like, I never took walks before I was pregnant. Like I never took walks. I always wanted to jog or like do like I wanted something that had some result. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm never going to spend an hour and a half walking. Like it's just not enough result. It's too much time, like whatever. But it's so crazy how I've just been slowing down, slowing down. And I'm like, wow, I actually am so much more creatively productive than I have been in months. Like I've been working on more things, writing more things, designing more things, editing more things than I have like in the last two weeks, probably than the last couple months. And I just love that. So I I really do feel that idea of like creative cocooning and creating a space for us to slow down and hear things, you know? Well, thank you for sharing first off, Kendall. I feel the same. And I'm with you on the whole idea of if I can't do it quickly and efficiently, why it's not worth my time. And just, I would always like measure my time based on like how efficient it could be. And I'm starting to learn how to detox from that way of thinking. And I love that in the little card, it said like, you're basically, it's a gift that you give yourself. You're robbing yourself if you're not sitting and just listening and taking it slow, especially if you're entrepreneurial in spirit, feels like any time down, downtime is time wasted. And when you work from home, it can really kind of blur the lines of like, you could essentially mm-hmm. wake up and, and start working right away and giving yourself time to like hatch and actually listen and hear things has been so inviting for me too. And I'm, I just like was completely taken back to fifth grade when we used to have to do those like 60. I don't know if you had to do this in your school or if this was just a thing in my school, but I'm pretty sure you did these, these like 60 second math quizzes where you just, everybody had a little piece of paper and the teacher would set the timer and as many math problems as you could do in 60 seconds. It just, oh my gosh, which was so emotionally triggering. believe me so triggering and speaking of ego when it talked about like get dividing your ego I was so into the idea of how fast I could do math and then I would like very loudly turn my paper over and like raise my hand to be like I finished I have no more room for how smart I am I did all the problems and like maybe I was a speedy math person back then but who cares like I mean, my little fifth grade self trying to show off and trying to brag, but I feel like yeah. that's the energy a lot in corporations still. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of the people mm-hmm. in life still, honestly, is this sort of like, look how fast I can do it. Look how well I can do it. I'm raising my hand. I turned over my paper quickly. 
Like, and I think, and I think the thing is, you know, where you're like, who even cares? But I think that that is the mentality though, of that kind of like rushing without hearing is that we like go, 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 go. And we actually don't even know if what we're spinning our wheels for is what we want totally. or like, if it matters, you know, like I have a friend who was just, uh, called me the other day and was like, so distraught. Cause she was like, Oh my gosh. Like, you know, this will sound silly even when I say it, but like people will get this. Like she was like, I just feel she was so down on herself because she hadn't been making TikToks during quarantine. And was like, you know, I just see all these people who are like growing their businesses so much by making TikToks. And like, I just feel like I'm falling behind and like, blah, blah, blah. And it was so hard to listen to because I'm like, I totally get it. And at the same time being like, man, these are the things that are causing us to stress that like, we're not hustling to make videos we don't want to make or like do stuff on social media we don't want to do. Because yeah. of this idea of what, like, do we even know where we're going? Do we even know what we want to say? And do we, we even, even want, yeah. Yeah. Did we even stop to feel like, did we want to be on this race? Like, do we even right. want to yes. be in the event? Well, it's like someone else decided that we were in the race and all of a sudden we started running and we're like, I don't even know like why we're running, but like, I still need to beat the person who's in front of me. Like, I'm yes. really not sure what this is for, but like, you know? Yeah. And then I don't know. So I think that it's a very like countercultural thing that I think that a lot of people are starting to begin to understand of this like whole idea of like chasing slow, you know, and it not just being this like cutesy phrase of like, Oh, just give yourself a break. You know, it's, it's so much more than that because I think creative cocooning and like the slowing down is actually an active process. It's not like, like, I think that, you know, we feel guilty because we see like downtime as like lazy or like we'll, we'll feel guilty about it, but there's a difference between recovery and I think creative cocooning. Like, I think there is a point where you're like, when you're hustling so hard, I don't think that you can just take a weekend off mm -hmm. and like catch up on sleep. Like that's just recovery. Like, I don't think you go from like hustle to like cocooning. Mm -hmm. Like I do think you actually have to create an active space for you to have downtime, not like catching up on sleep and like mm -hmm. allowing yourself to like watch some shows or like, you know what I mean? It has to yes. be something past that. And, and so I think that, you know, we also confuse things like, oh, wait, I had a weekend off. Like, why do I not feel creative? Like if that's time off and it's like, no, that's just recovery from you overdoing it. Definitely. I definitely, you know, there's a, yeah, there's a difference in people often mistake the two or, I mean, don't even make time for creative cocooning at all. I mean, I had to actually focus and try to quiet my mind and it was not easy, my friend. I'm new at a meditation mm -hmm. game and it's uncomfortable to sit with yourself if you haven't been in touch with yourself for so long. I remember I took a Pilates class and the instructor, it was a one-on-one -on -one class because it was just an off time that was a smaller gym and uh, it ended up being a one-on-one -on -one class and I was doing the moves and I'm pretty flexible just naturally, but I was, you know, just mm -hmm. trying to keep up. I'm not somebody that does Pilates a lot. And at the end of the class, she was like, you're not really in touch with your body, are you? And at first I was so offended. I was like, how dare she? I was keeping up just fine. And I like took, the, I took the comment that she was making so literally, like as if it mm -hmm. was physically like, oh, my body wasn't able to do the moves. But what she meant was like, I'm not even in touch with what I can do, what I can't do. Like mm. what hurt. she would be, she'd be like, do you have any pain? And I'm like, and I would truly say, I don't know. 
Like I didn't even know if it was hurting, mm-hmm. which is so, so, so that means I was so far from like being okay, in the, but I was what, living what in my a head. divine thought. That's crazy. Like so crazy. The real understanding that you can like be in your body and not even No, I didn't know and, what she's doing. And I don't want this to be, you know, offensive to anybody that has like deep chronic pain. Clearly I wasn't in deep chronic pain because I would know that. So but even just the simple question, like, does this hurt to do? And I really couldn't tell her the answer just was really, really shocking to me. So I've never forgot that. That class I took like years Mm. ago, but Mm -hmm. whenever I need to like sit with my body and try to do a body scan for anybody that's new to meditation, that's like a very simple, uh, common thing that people do, but it's just like sitting with yourself and, and just quietly thinking about the bottom of your toes and move all the way up your body. Just thinking about filling your body with like a pink, white light and like warm sunshine and just slowly like picture it going up. I don't know when I became like a meditation instructor. But oh my gosh, I'm so into it. Like my yes, eyes are closed. <laughs> yes. But I, I think that it's just something simple you can do even, you know, just five minutes. And it's really helped me just remember not to live in the clouds like I normally do. Hmm. I that love great that. card. Yeah. I really, even when I was reading it, like when I pulled it, I was like, I don't even know what creative cocooning is. But then as I started reading, I was like, this is so on topic for what has been kind of going on with us. But okay. Number put two. Your mag- put your magic fingers out. Okay. All right. Okay. <clears throat> this one is asking opens a pathway. And okay, here we go. Whenever I don't know what to do, I turn within and ask for guidance and answers. Then they come, sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly. A knowing, a sense, an image, a name, a next step, a possible pathway. I am discovering that answers come to me when I ask for them and when I give myself enough time and space to listen for them and receive them. I know that this is essential to ask for guidance with the expectation that I will receive it. I wait calmly and quietly for fresh insights and ideas to flow towards me. Asking gives me a sense of positive expectation and opens me to a world of possibility. I'm learning to ask wiser questions all the time. Asking opens the door to new information and fresh energy and always to the unexpected. Mm. So I think that's it. But again, you know, and maybe this is just like the common theme of like intuition and coming back to ourselves and intuition and whatever that again, it's like, yo, quiet yourself down mm-hmm. and you'll get these answers. Like stop pushing. Stop searching. <laughs> you know? Always searching. Mm-hmm. The first thing that came to my mind when you read that card was I went through a brief phase and still kind of am into money manifestation, which is very like superficial. Mm, yeah. And one of the first things, if you're ever into like money manifestation, the secret, all of that, like positive affirmation, there's parts of it that, you know, I still love and I still believe in, and we can do a whole other podcast about that. But one of the things they talk about that you can like quickly and very like tangibly see is if you wanted to manifest a certain sum of money. So I went on a little journey a couple of years ago where I was trying to do that and I would sometimes succeed. I would be like every single day, I would say multiple times a day, like I'm going to have a hundred dollars enter my life and you know, my money is abundant and blah, 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 blah. And sometimes it would come true if I was really, really believing it. And so that like got me really hyper. But as I did that a couple of times, I realized that it wasn't 
really serving me. It felt kind of superficial and a little bit yucky to be like, I, mm-hmm. I want money, you know? So I remember distinctly a week before I found out I was pregnant, I started kind of separating myself from that type of way of thinking of just like money and like superficial ask and reframing my question to be like, I liked that it said as, as I ask wiser questions, the Mm, possibilities mm -hmm. are open for me. Yes. So I started being like, you know what? I'm done with that asking for money. That seems not like something I want to focus my energy on. So I said, I was trying to think of something that I lack that I know that is a good virtue that I should have. And I do lack patience. That's one big one. So for, for a full week, I asked for patience. I, if you believe in God or a higher power, whatever it is, the universe, whatever, it doesn't really matter for what I'm talking about. Just, I was saying it out loud often, all the time, generally, like genuinely wanting it. Mm -hmm. And the next week I found out I was pregnant. And in my head, I was like, this is the test. Like patients waiting nine months to meet your baby. Like, wow, like what a perfect test for patients. And I was so sick in my first trimester. I was like, oh my gosh, patients to get to the second trimester. Mm -hmm. It felt like time was Mm -hmm. lagging. But uh, if you guys have listened to a different episode or whatever episode you're listening to, I did have my baby early, two months early, and he spent six weeks in the NICU. And let me tell you the patience that it took as a mom to see your baby in the NICU for six weeks. It was something I could have never, ever, like, ex- like even beyond my comprehension prepared for. And it taught me more patience than I've ever, I, that I've ever had. And I'll always be changed by that. And I think that it just generally, like, it truly, truly taught me to slow down. It taught me to take the punches as they come. I, I more go with the flow now. And it taught me so much. But I remember telling some of the NICU nurses that I had prayed for patients the week before I found out I was pregnant. And they were, like, laughing. They were like, oh, you can't ever ask for patients. You You'll get girl. it. Yes. And so, yeah, I guess you know, asking and asking you shall receive, but careful what you wish for both true, but both, you know, really solidifying. Yeah. And, and I think too, like, you know, especially as women, we like love to get the general like guidance and opinions from our friends. Like, like, okay, so I have this question or this, you know, like, should I do this or this? Like, we want to ask our friends, we want to ask our mom, we want to ask, you know, whatever. And I remember one time, asking and someone who's kind of who like in my past was kind of a a mentor kind of person in my life and she was like don't ask me ask yourself and it was such a moment of like why would you ask me why would you put what you already know in my hands like I don't know but she was like you know and that was something that always struck me that I was like I always have to ask myself before someone else and I think that you even like know this about me I'm not super big on advice. Like I don't go to people and like, what should I do in this situation? I'm like, like I, and I'm not saying I never do that, but I really took that to heart. Like, I feel like I try to make decisions, like judgments off of asking myself, because I feel like I really actually do know the answer. And usually when I want to get someone else's answer is because I don't want the answer that was given to me from myself. Like, just oh, knowing. Totally. like oh, you know what I mean? I I'm like, it's part. like, Oh, you know what? You were supposed to quit your job. And I'm like, well, but Angela, like, what do you think? Yes. And you're like, girl, no, stay in yeah. your job. It's great. And you're like, okay, perfect. Well, that's what I'll do. Yes. You know? I, and so, 
My anyway. husband used to call me an <laughs> my husband used to call me an asshole. He didn't make it up, but he heard it somewhere because I would ask. Okay, that's hilarious. Stuff. Yeah, I was an asshole though because I would ask people stuff and then I would just do my own thing. So I'm like, why would I? Why am I even crowdsourcing this? Like, I genuinely don't follow it after after they tell me. So it'd be mm, interesting. Like, oh, should I wear this red or blue shirt? Blue. Mm, I'm gonna wear the red. Like, I don't. Yeah, you're like, oh, thank what? you for your opinion, but thanks. Bye. But <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good takeaway though, you know, because I think that kind of fits with our first card too. Listening to yourself is not always completely innate. You have to work on it sometimes, especially if you've yeah, you really yourself do. Yourself for a long time. And it could be really emotional and overwhelming to even check in with yourself. And like when you're like checked in some way and realizing that you need to check in, it can be a lot to unpack. But, you know, mm -hmm. meet yourself with grace and just give yourself, you know, the, give yourself a, a good try and listen, listen up because this is it. Yeah. And it's like getting to know yourself, like even how you were saying, like, where she's like, you're not in tune with your body. Right. And it's like, because you were in a space where you didn't actually know your body, like a person, mm -hmm. like, yes. it's and like a relationship, you that know, on me, that means it's gone way too long, honey. If, right but it's like then you have to like get to know her again and i think that that's the same for ourselves like we are our soul and our ego are two different people <laughs> and like you know and we have to like get to know our soul again like we have to get to know her because we like snuff her out so often because we're like oh my gosh well the ego is like so thirsty mm, such a thirsty mm -hmm. little girl thirst trap thirst trap okay i'm gonna we're gonna do our third ego such a thirst trip okay our last one is self-renewal okay let me put these down so self-renewal is as i clean out old energies i have more space for for which wants to be birthed into my life so i'll read the description okay self-renewal I love to declutter my life, to cleanse and purify my home. I benefit from cleaning out my closets and drawers and from letting go of things that no longer work for me. I find ways to create closure in relationships and end connections that no longer serve my highest good. Ugh. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Decluttering. <laughs> I'm like, that just hit me in the freaking. Okay. Decluttering is a sacred space for me, a sacred practice, a time to reboot and renew, a time to release old mindsets and outmoded beliefs. I value these periodic cleanups and cleanouts. These are special times when I get to say goodbye to old identities and rebirth myself, making space for the new. I let my intuition guide me on what to keep and want to let go. In this way, it becomes an effortless and enjoyable process of ebb and flow. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Listen, we just went to church. Yeah. You I, tell me what came up. Oh my gosh. I feel I in my life. Oh my gosh. I could like cry. Okay. In my life, I have the hardest time with saying goodbye. And that is one of the things Things. I feel like, like if you're someone who I've met, if you are something like, I, I will just keep collecting because I'm like, okay, if, if I loved this thing, I want to keep it. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that 
it's so hard because I just don't want to say goodbye to that. And, but what it does is I feel like keeps me from serving my relationships that matter the best that I can. And you've even seen this in my life where like, I don't want to say goodbye to anything. And so I have too many Mm -hmm. wheels spinning or Mm -hmm. too many like Mm -hmm. plates Mm -hmm. spinning. And then all of a sudden I'm like, not actually taking care of the things that matter the most to me because I just don't want to say goodbye to anything that like meant something to me, even if it's expired in my Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very difficult. And something that really struck me was when I moved like to Trinidad and, you know, moved out of the country and I had to say goodbye to so many things at once that, that were like forced out of my hands that I had gone through this like breakup with someone. Like mm-hmm. I was so heartbroken because I was like, I feel like I broke up with everything that mattered to me and I hate goodbyes. And so because of that, you know, kind of like when you go through a bad breakup, you're like, I'm never going to love again, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I really didn't, I'm a super social person. I love being around people. I'm someone who like puts together like women's organizations and like weekend retreats. And I love bringing people together. And I feel like that's part of my purpose is bringing people together. And for the last year, I was super closed hearted because I had said goodbye to so many things that I was like, I am not strong enough to put new people or new things into my life because I don't want to say goodbye to them when I leave. And so I was super resistant to like making any new friends. Like for the first time in my life, I was like, I don't want to make new friends. I hardly made any friends while I was like living here, like anything. Because Mm -hmm. I was like, I just, I don't have it in my heart to like know that I'm going to fall in love with these people and like leave leave them and say goodbye again. Or I didn't want to attach to anything. So I was like, I have to say goodbye and I can't do it. And I, but it made my life very like isolated, you know, to not let anything in. And, and just because of the fear of, for the first time in my life, like really the fear of like getting my heart broken by like really beautiful things, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not even like someone coming in and hurting me. It's like, it just hurts to like have something so beautiful and have to say goodbye. And, and it made me very like, I didn't even want to attach to my house or attach to like, I, I didn't even want to have like a good experience. Cause I'm like, I don't want to miss this. I don't want this to be so hard. I don't want to like, you know? And so it made me very close hearted. And I, so I went to Cuba and I went and it was with a group of uh, women who it was like, 10 or 11 different women. I'd never met any of them. And I met up with them. And from this trip that, you know, this woman had put together and I'm usually the leader of things like that. Like I'll put together trips for women and things like that. And so I was like, oh, this will be so great for me to just be able to kind of not be the leader and just relax and experience one of these like things. And I've always wanted to go to Cuba. This will be so great. And so I went, truly met up with these complete strangers and went in being like, truly my heart was do not get attached to anyone because you don't have, you don't have room to like attach these people and have to say goodbye, or you don't have the room for this to like have more people to catch or like to keep up with long distance. And I just went in so like close hearted and which really is not my personality at all. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so like, tw- like towards the end of the trip, I was like, I've fallen so deeply in love with these girls. And it gave me, and I was talking out loud with them. And I was like, I just want you to know, like, this was like me falling in love again after having my heart broken. And that it was like this to like see for me that I can have my heart open again and like let people in and how much more beautiful that is than like protecting myself. And, and I said, I just, 
am so scared of saying goodbye that I just didn't want to like fall in love with something. I'd have to say goodbye again. Like I'm just not like strong for that right now. And one of the women was like, no, you realize that like, that's what life is. And she was like, gracefully letting things go. She was like, we have to let go of everything. She was like, everything that we have or love or everything, everything goes. So she was like, life in general is just learning how to gracefully say goodbye. And that was like so overwhelming because I was like, oh my gosh, right? So even even as we all said goodbye, I was like, you know, ugh. you know, because I'd gotten so attached to these girls. We had like traveled this country together. We all stayed like, you know, in rooms together. Like it was just very immersive and and me knowing that I'm like, I'm not going to see probably any of these girls ever again. And I just had this really life-changing experience with them, you know? And, but when we said goodbye and I like thanked them for what they did, like, I was just like, thank you so much for like, you know, listening or being part of this experience or, you know, whatever. And because it was such a life-changing experience for me and it was just thanking them for being part of that moment. And it wouldn't, even if I never see them again, I can be thankful for like the beauty of humanity in that. Like I would not have had that life-changing experience if I had just gone Mm-hmm. And didn't open my heart up to people or an experience or whatever. Like I did take an open heart to attach to things. I even attached to Cuba where I was sad to say goodbye. And, and so it was all these things that I was like, oh my gosh. And even when I got on the plane, I was crying, like leaving. But in a, wow, I I came here and left a different person. And it was just so meaningful to me. And But I wouldn't have had that experience if I hadn't been open. And I hadn't like had the space to gracefully say goodbye to things, you know? And I think that that just showed me like there are a lot of other people or areas or things in my life that I just hold on to. So I white knuckle them Mm -hmm. and where it's just, it's really healthy for me to, yeah, like clean out those drawers, like mentally, of you know, relationships and things like physical things and, and then different versions of myself that I need to let go of and stop pretending that is me or nurturing past selves. Yeah. Or holding on to it for nostalgic reasons. Right. Right. I yeah. Do the same. And like pretending, pretending that's like still us. And it's like, mm-hmm. not. Nah, it's like, it's okay to like allow that girl to just like live in the journals. Definitely. Oh my gosh. Kendall, you just took me to church. Speaking of, (laughs) that was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I love being in your life. I wish we could be hugging right now. The last thing I would ever want any of my friends to feel like is like lonely or, you know, caged off because they've been hurt, you know? So that was such a beautiful story about how being vulnerable, you'll be rewarded for being vulnerable. It's worth it because even though it's painful, you, you know, you'll always love again and you'll always find your way. Yeah. And like, and you know, for me, and obviously I needed some time to heal. And like, I'm not saying that you need to just like jump into whatever, but it was this idea of like, okay, if you learn this, then everything is open to you. Right. Like Mm -hmm. to be able to like open your heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gracefully let things go because then it allows you to like let in anything that you believe is for you. And it also, you know, nails home to like, you still have to try and put your heart on your sleeve and you still have to like get yourself to love again because. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. And when I was thinking about like declutter and the word, what the the word declutter like feels like to me metaphorically is I picture, you know, you can't 
help other people with a cup that's too full. If you are just holding on to everybody in your life, especially relationships, that's the hardest. I mean, I'm sentimental about, you know, concert t-shirts from my high school even, but like, you know, that's just the silly stuff. The relationships, I have a really hard time, even though I know I've outgrown the person or they've outgrown me. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like to joke, like you, you have to try to get out of my friendship. Cause I will just hold on to you. Like with my death grip, like you can't, you can't leave like my friendship. Oh my like gosh, I will be there This is why we've been best friends for so long. Cause we're yes. both that way. We're, we're, we're like, ride or you die know what? Yes. <laughs> yes. Loyal yeah. to the pack till I die. Like truly I have, I love like same like that I have most of the same friends that I've had for so long, but it's, it's sometimes it isn't beneficial for either party to continue. And so I just picture like what you were saying about decluttering and stuff, how hard it is to actually like put yourself out there to love again. But then if you declutter too much, you're just looking at like an empty house. So you have to like find that balance of just letting things in again, but not holding on to things that don't serve you anymore. And it's really hard. Yeah. And I really do think it's about like what serves you and what doesn't serve you. And, and I don't say that because I think that that's so annoying when people say that now, like, Oh, if it's not good vibes, get it out where it's like, that's just part of humanity. Yeah. It's like, the people that you love are not always going to like, you know, like even Angela and I have had our like rough times where we're like, why are you acting like this? Or why are you mm-hmm. acting like, like, you know, and that's not like, okay, well you're done because this isn't serving me. Like, Oh yeah, definitely but, don't. Confuse, but yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I'm very anti like chop somebody out of your life after one mistake. Like friendships yeah, ebb and flow. People and, or things or yeah. whatever. Like I don't, yeah. I think that like that, that kind of mindset is like fear-based, like, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, something not like, so I don't, I, I only say that just because I feel like there's such a thing. If it's like, if it doesn't, if it's you, not just good leave vibes, it, yeah. it's good vibes. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, not everything is going to give you a good vibe 100% of the time. Like totally. even the things that are like, especially the things that are good for you. No. Oh, so um, anyway, but so I say that, but yeah, I just think like, but serving like who you're becoming. And I think like a big thing for me is like putting up something of like, who, who is the woman? Like, you know, when it's like you're walking somewhere and it's one foot in front of a, the other, it's like, eventually that gets you where you're going, like no matter where you go. And so to me, it's like, is this a step? Like, is this like one foot in front of another of, of like towards the woman I want to be? Yes. And I think that that's how you know if it serves you, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. is this part of the woman that I want to actually be hanging up in the closet? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. The old versions of yourself having to get kicked to the curb is is some brutal work that you have to do. Like, woof. Yeah. And I think that those things are tied to people too, where you're like, oh, well, because you know, I think even with family and stuff, I think that, that that's a hard one where we like who your family sees you as is usually an older, like an expired version of yourself. But you mm-hmm. feel like because they're still in your life, you have to honor this expired version of yourself instead of being like, that's not actually who I am anymore. Yes. And put on the costume every Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like zip up. You're like, it doesn't fit anymore. I had to like shimmy these pants on with like on my bed. Yeah. These things are being held together by rubber bands. Like this isn't the real me anymore. Yeah. Definitely not. I want to wrap up with one more thing that came to mind when you were talking about Cuba and letting go and learning to love again. It reminded me, this is this uh, little 
story is about grief, but it also fits into like putting yourself out there again because it's worth it, even though it's painful. I don't know if you've ever heard the comment about the what the old man wrote about like the waves and how it like his metaphor for waves when it comes to dealing with grief. But in case you guys haven't, this is what it says. Somewhere down the line, and it's different for everybody, you find that the waves are only 80 feet tall or 50 feet tall. And while they still come, they come further apart. You can see them coming, an anniversary, a birthday, or Christmas, or landing at O'Hare. You can see it coming for the most part and prepare yourself. And when it washes over you, you know that somehow you will, again, come out the other side, soaking wet, sputtering, still hanging on to some tiny piece of the wreckage, but you'll come out. Take it from an old guy. The waves never stop coming, and somehow you don't really want them to. But you learn that you'll survive them, and other waves will come, and you'll survive them too. If you're lucky, you'll have a lot of scars from a lot of loves and a lot of shipwrecks. Oh. <laughs> That's so pretty. He wrote that oh about his life. Oh my gosh, no. Yes. You're like, anyway, to close this out, we're going anyway, to cry. Anyway, just sob in your bed about that. <laughs> I'm going to cry into my decaf coffee. Wow. No. Whoa. <sighs> dude self-renew you guys it's worth it listen to your body it's hard work what we're doing out here but it's the good work it's, it is the good it's work. honest work <laughs> it's honest work <laughs> making an honest wage <laughs> no i i just love this i love every time that we pull the cards i love a chance like i just feel oh one thing i wanted to say too that i'm like oh like keep thinking about is i forget where i read this but it was so powerful, but it was essentially saying like, whatever, like we think whatever we're producing is just like for ourselves. And it was saying that like anything that you produce or put out there has an energy that matches it. And it was, and that being said, like what that expresses is like us getting on here and like doing this for ourselves is also bringing other people into that space. So we think it's just, you know, for us, like Angela and I just want to talk about this stuff, no matter who is listening, it could be us too. We could get off the call and not a person had listened to this and we, it would be so worth it to us, mm -hmm. but I'm just so thankful to do something that my, you know, speak in any kind of big or small way to someone else who needed to hear those words too. Cause I know for me, like every time I pull those cards or I talk to Angela or anything, like I needed those words and I needed that space and that energy. And so I am so like thankful that you can also be in this energy with us and just soak up all the goodness. And I hope that, you know, it helps you and even like a fraction of the way that it helps Angela and I to just discuss it. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Come back anytime. We'd love to have you. See you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. We hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out. Give us a like or leave a review so we can connect to more people like you. Talk to us anytime. Easiest to reach us on our Instagram. Kindle is at Kindle Hannah, H-A-N-N-A with no H at the end. And I'm at Angela underscore party, P-A-R-T-Y. We love you and see you next week.